This podcast is brought to you by MediShare, affordable and biblical health care sharing. Visit MediShare.com slash unpacking it. You deserve affordable, reliable health care. It's MediShare. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast presented by MetaShare. It's the show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you're doing awesome today. I'm excited to share today's conversation with you. It's with Wally Armstrong. That's right. He is a legendary golf instructor, former pro golfer, and he is the co-author of the book, The Mulligan, which is being made into a movie that hits nationwide, hits theaters nationwide, April 18th and April 19th. We had a great conversation with the lead actor in that movie, Eric Close. Uh, So if you missed that podcast, be sure to go back and listen to that one. He was awesome. Uh, but today, we get to talk with Wally Armstrong. Now, he played for the on, on the PJ Tour in the 70s and 80s. And uh, I'll tell you in a little bit just about how, how well he finished at the Masters uh, in his debut, uh, which is very impressive. But uh, be sure to check out themulliganmovie.com and then also Wally's website, wallyarmstrong.com. But today on the show, uh, Wally does a great job talking about being friends with Jesus, having a friendship with Jesus. And and so Wally is in his 70s and has a lot of wisdom to share with us, and I think you will be extremely encouraged today uh, by what Wally shares with us. Before we jump in, I want to thank our presenting sponsor, MediShare. MediShare is an innovative healthcare solution for Christians looking to save money without sacrificing on quality. MediShare is a biblical, affordable alternative to health insurance. They've been around more than 25 years. You can check out MediShare.com slash unpacking it. MediShare.com slash unpacking it. The MediShare program serves more than 400,000 members. My wife and I are one of those members, and we have been for over five years. You can also text the word UNPACK to the number 201-201. So text the word UNPACK to the number 201-201 to find out more information about MediShare and if they're the right fit for you and your family. All right, he's Wally Armstrong. He's got so many great things to share with us, so let's jump right in. Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Enjoy. 
Joining us on the MetaShare guest line is Wally Armstrong. He played on the PGA Tour during the 70s and 80s and competed in more than 300 PGA Tour events. In his first Masters tournament, Wally finished fifth, setting a rookie scoring record of eight under par at Augusta. He is a best-selling author, and his book, The Mulligan, has been turned into a movie being released April 18th and 19th. He is a beloved golf instructor, a grandfather, and a champion of golf for kids, and most importantly, a committed follower of Jesus. Check out themulliganmovie.com. Wally, so great to have you on Unpacking It. How are you? Just doing great, Bryce. Good to be on the show with you. Absolutely. Well, I want to hear all about the movie, but before we get into that, how did the book, The Mulligan, come about, and, and what was the inspiration for the book? Well, yeah, the, the book is basically about an old pro and a corporate man. He becomes a friend, and uh, and so in my own life, I had uh, an old pro. I had the, uh, when I was a little caddy starting out in golf, I had a the club champion of this little nine-hole course in the cornfields of Indiana. And I caddy for him, and he began to teach me about the game, and uh, and I had a, got a passion for the game, and uh, so I wanted to write. Uh, originally, the Mulligan book was a a book about uh, four kids that meet an old pro, and uh, they want to learn golf, and uh, one of them was me, child of an alcoholic, and uh, and he takes them out for lessons, and then as the uh, as they learn about golf, they learn about uh, different life skills and about Jesus. And uh, so the book was really written for kids, but then I transferred it over. <laughs> I began to think about, well, there's, there's men out there. There are women out there that are struggling and they need a second chance. So, uh, so I began to write about it, a corporate man and an old pro and uh, met Ken Blanchard uh up in Chicago really wasn't about a book or anything. It was about a, a, a kid's golf game. I created with became the national school golf program with tennis balls and plastic clubs. And we contacted Ken about, well, this could be a great team builder. And so he came in, uh, we were going to show him this, this equipment and talk all about that. And just, I casually just mentioned, I've got this uh, book I'm working on it. Maybe you're interested in, in looking over some of the stuff. And he says, what's it about? I said, it's about uh, the second chance. You know, Jesus was uh, the greatest second chance ever. And he says, I love that. I love that. He says, I want to do this book uh, because the world needs a second chance. And, uh, and, and, uh, and Jesus was the greatest second chance ever. The greatest mulligan ever given to mankind. Amen. Amen. Which, which we'll talk more about for sure. And, and so while you were writing this book and once it was done, was there ever the thought or dream of it becoming a movie? Well, you know, Bryce, this is the interesting thing is the book was done in 2004 and then it went out of print and uh, through an incredible experience, um, uh, I met the new uh, president of Zondervan, another book company, and they looked at it and they picked it up. And we redid it and uh, it got back on the market and then it went out of print again. Oh. And uh, for about two years, they were printing it up for me on paperback. And uh, the uh, interesting story is the the movie producer was given the book up in Charlotte to take a look at. And he had, I knew him from 10 years ago here in Orlando, but uh, 
he started looking at this book and he says, yeah, this, this would make a good movie. The very next day he was in Orlando where I live and I play a little golf course in winter park. His tea time was in front of my tea time. Oh my goodness. From Charlotte down to Orlando. <laughs> so incredible. <laughs> I figure that out. Uh, and so there, there's how it started. I, I love it. So, so that's how it, how it started. And then how involved were you with the making of the movie? What was your role through it all? Well, Ken Blanchard, of course, is the, was the real writer. He's, he's the, he's the writer, you know, he's only done 57 books and sold you know, 30 million. Books. <laughs> Incredible. But, you know, it's interesting because all of his books are stories and that's how people learn truths. And uh, it's interesting that of, of all the, books he's written this is the one that was chosen all of any one of his books could be a movie <laughs> um but uh anyway that was the that was the exciting thing about it was uh seeing how it turned into a movie i'd never had any idea because it was out of print like i said twice but the the cool thing is bryce the mulligan book got two mulligans oh that's great <laughs> two I love it. and it became a movie so um you know that's just that's what life's all about. I think that's what God's all about is, uh, you know, God was the creator of second chances. Amen. And, uh, a Amen. <laughs> so that's what the book's about. That That's cool. And so, all right. So the movie's coming out April 18th and, and 19th. And, and I know that the, the message is about second chances, but, but, but what do you hope the audience really uh, takes away from this movie? They, they finish the movie. How, how do you hope they, they leave. Well, I think because of the characters, I think you have this old pro who's this loving person. He's, he, you know, you can just see, and hopefully the public, when they go there, if they don't know Christ, that they will see through the old pro, the way he acts, the way he treats, the way he talks, the way he loves this corporate man. He's patient, he's kind, he's loving, that they'll actually see and get a picture of what Jesus is really all about. Mm -hmm. And and then also the other theme is that it's never too late to have a second chance. If you try to do it on your own, I mean, I've had hundreds of second chances and so many things, you know, and, it, and if, if you try to do it on your own and it doesn't really come from your heart, then it, it's just not going to work. And so um, the old pro uh, keeps talking to this corporate man about having a second chance. And he says, uh, well, what, what if you could have second chances every day of your life and be forgiven? And he says, well, that life is available, but you have to have the ultimate mulligan. And he says, well, what do you mean? What's the ultimate mulligan? He says, it's a, it's not a who, it's a person. It's Jesus Christ. He came to give us the second chance. And then uh, by offering this relationship with him, we were created to enjoy and to, and to walk with God uh, as a companion, as a friend. And the, the old pro begins to talk about uh, with this corporate man about that he can have a, a relationship with God that's living, that's real. And it's just not for eternity, which you get when you receive Christ, but it's, it's a daily living. And I think more than ever, uh, this is going to be a clear picture for people, uh, particularly the non-believers that come when they have such a warped image of Christianity, but they're going to see the purity that it's just a relationship with Christ. And it's a daily walk. And in the book, we talk about the, the pro says, well, it's like a caddy. And Jesus comes along beside us. But we got to we got to give him our bag 
we got to give him all our doubts and worries and sins and and he'll put him on his back and uh, and then we just he just says come on let's walk the fairways of life together and uh and you get unlimited mulligans from me <laughs> absolutely well I, I i you've already kind of alluded to it but i i read this quote it says uh from you it's been my passion to use this wonderful game of golf as a tool to introduce people to the love of god so so why do you think golf is such a a great parallel to our, our relationship with the Lord. Well, it is, it is. It's, it's just such a great parable. You know, I was just, you know, we, uh, I work with the Payne Stewart kids golf foundation and we have uh, a, a program for churches now and uh, for little kids, three to eight. And so we teach these kids about the principles of the, the, the fruits of the spirit. Mm. And uh, we teach them why golf is different because you're out there all alone and you're your own referee. You know, right. if, uh, if if you're in football and you make a clip and somebody scores but the refs don't see it, you know that in golf some of the champions, uh, I mean Hall of Famers, uh, the ball moved, nobody saw it except God and that person, mm. and they'll call a penalty on themselves. So uh, would would it be interesting if the guy that clipped the guy and they won the game if he said no 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 stop stop I clipped him. <laughs> That was wrong. I should have been. <laughs> yeah, we saw that in the see, Super Bowl. See, that's what makes golf different. It's a, it's an honorable sport. It's an honest sport. And I guess the one thing that we want in life is it's a, it, it's all about integrity. Hmm. It's all about integrity, and that's uh, hopefully that's what they'll see in this this movie is a man of integrity, the old pro, who loves this guy, and uh, and then he wants him to really experience life to the fullest but it has to come through first of all receiving christ and then you enter into a relationship he waits on the first tee for the rest of your life every day uh, uh and cool. uh we just need to to uh, open the door as it says in revelation three twenty. you know jesus says i stand at the door and knock if anyone hears my voice and opens the door i welcome into him and if you see the famous picture that's in england in a cathedral it shows Jesus outside of a door, but there's no handle on the outside. The way the door opens is from the person inside. Wow. And so every day we have an opportunity to open the door of our life mm. and walk with Christ and down. Now we call it the course less played because it's a rugged, tough <laughs> course. It's like playing the TPC every day of your life. And who wants to play a simple little course where you could use a putter and play? Uh, but that's what the world chooses. That's what I chose for many years mm. to take the easy way. It's so much better when you can play a challenging course, <laughs> of course, that, with Jesus. Amen. Absolutely. And and so I, I read that in 2004, that was when Jesus really became real to you. So I'd love to hear that story and, and what was that, that pivotal season of, of your life where you, you, you well, had I, a, I had um, in college in 1968 at the University of Florida through uh, Christian athletes and also um, crew, mm. uh, I made a decision to accept Christ as my savior, but I, I became a performance driven follower of Christ. And, uh, and it wasn't until 1904 that uh, all of a sudden uh, I saw that he wanted to be more than just my savior. And he wasn't, you know, didn't want me to perform and he just wanted me to walk with him and to receive his, gift of friendship which i missed and uh, i wanted so bad to serve him for so many years but i was working like crazy to please him and i missed his friendship and so in 2004 that was a big turning point in my life where i 
I realized that he just wanted to walk with me and be my friend and companion and to do life together. So that happened at that point in time. And, uh, and still, I'm still working through that. We, you know, we never get, we never get there, but the, I, the, the great thing is it's, it, God's not interested in perfection. He's interested in, in progress. And, mm. you know, and it's uh, every day we fall, fall down and scrape our knees. But the key is you got to get up quick and hold his hand because he stands there with it. That was, you know, the first book I wrote, Bryce, was called In His Grip. That's right. And uh, I wrote that because we need to see that God extends his hand down and he just wants us in his grip like a club, you know, is in the grip of a master teacher, a master player. So that's uh, that's the picture that we want to leave with people. There is a way to have a life. But it's based on receiving second chances and the, the friendship of Christ. Yeah. So, so how has uh, kind of realizing the uh, the friendship of Christ that's available to us? How has that changed your life? How has that affected uh, your marriage and other relationships and, and your view of of work and, and that kind of thing? Well, you know, there's a lot of forgiveness, and we all need forgiveness. And um, you know, we we can get off track and he gives us that opportunity as well. And so, um, you know, I, I have issues that I deal with every day, you know, and, uh, in marriage and relationship with people, with my family. And, uh, but the key is just to, to realize that, that he has you in his hands. There is a purpose for your life. Uh, in, uh, uh Ephesians two, uh, it says that, that, that God, uh, has a path laid out for us. And uh, if we seek the path, like I said, that course less played, then, then your life will become free and you'll be able to have the rest and the peace that he offers. Um, or you can choose your own highway and get back on the old track and, <laughs> you know, you can go play your old course. Uh, but that's the love about it. You know, when you think about the Bible, Bryce, it's, it's a book of mulligans, mm, the right. whole Bible. You could start out with Adam and Eve. I mean, what a second chance he gave them, right? Absolutely. A mulligan. I mean, then think of about course the most dramatic one in the New Testament is when when uh, Peter denies the Lord, you know, three times, and then he, Jesus appears to him and says, uh, "I'm going to give you three mulligans." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, I've always thought if uh, if Jesus was here today, uh, I think he would use golf as a parable. Many times over, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and so I think if uh, I think one thing that I've learned from that experience in 2004 was that um, he wants us just to come to him right where we are. Mm. It doesn't have to be a thee and a thou. Mm. It doesn't have to be a religious experience. Mm. Uh, if we can just sit down and just imagine him there, you know, as a friend, as someone maybe like you, or I mean. Like, Find someone that, you know, you feel like you could talk to and, and, and uh, that you would feel comfortable in modern day. But then just think, well, Jesus, that same way. He's, it says he's the same today as he was, you know, 2000 years ago. Yeah. And he wants to speak uh, to us in the same words that we'll understand. So mm. um, that's what I'm discovering, still discovering yeah. <laughs> every day. It keep it keeps going, and and another uh, topic that you write about and, and talk about is, and you were just kind of talking about this a little bit, practicing the presence of Jesus. 
So, so what does that what does that mean, and, and how can you maybe encourage our our listeners today to to understand what it means to practice the presence of Jesus? You no, know, that's just what I shared about. It's a matter of of not being afraid. He's not going to hurt you. <laughs> he wants the best yeah. for you always. We're, we're created to have that relationship with Him. He's present, and uh, the more we can be honest with Him, and it was once said, you know, that there was something in every one of us that Jesus saw that was worth dying for. And so don't look at yourself as a piece of trash. You're you're precious here. He died for you. We'll come to that point in you and just say, I love you. Just let me love you. And to me, to me, it's still the hardest thing in the world because I just don't feel like I'm, you know, we're never living the life that we think we should. But we have to just say thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your presence. And uh, and then he'll say, okay, let's get going. <laughs> so that's right. <laughs> so one of the one of the pictures I have in the, in a little book I wrote called "Practicing the Presence of Jesus." My roommate in college was Tim Tebow's dad, and really, uh, and of course, oh. I saw all of his home games and wow, saw all of Steve Spurrier's home games at Florida when I was there, and then and my daughter went to school with Danny Warfel, so we saw all of his home, all the Heisman games. Oh, he's but a former guy. Picture of. Uh, of, uh, you know, getting our sin like a quarterback, you know, and then I have Tim Tebow back there. See, ready to hand, hand it off. See, so it's a matter of, uh, the longer you keep your sin, the harder it is to give it. Mm. And if we can keep short accounts, uh, you know, and when we sin, just say, thank you, Lord, for dying for that one. And here it is, Mm. here it is. And he'll say, thanks, let's get going. And that's the forgiveness. It's it, you're going to fall, but it's how fast you can get up and receive His forgiveness, and then just practice His presence. Just start mm. mentally talking and then listening. Mm. Doing life together, <laughs> like a caddy and a, a pro. He knows the course. The caddy knows the course. He knows everything about the pro. You know, he knows how to talk to him. He, but we still have to play the shots. Mm. But we have a guide, uh, right? And uh, somebody that that uh, deeply loves us and wants the best for us. Amen. Amen. And you mentioned the, the listening and the, the speaking, and it's a, you know, a conversation with Jesus. I think for many of us, the challenge becomes the listening part and yeah. especially with the, the noise of life and, and everything else. What have you learned in regards to the listening aspect of, of that relationship with Jesus? Well, I think mean, a long, a long time ago in, I think in the nineties, I just decided, look, I'm just going to, get up a half hour earlier than I normally would set the clock and, and just go sit down in my den here where I am and, and, uh, started journaling. Uh, part of the, part of journaling is not just writing what you're doing or what you're learning, but it's listening. And, uh, it's hard to sit and be quiet because there's yeah. lots of stuff going around in my mind. You know? yeah. And, uh, but I found that, uh, when I do that, uh, as I'm really learning more and more every day, I have my, my little notepad there, you know, and then I'll go over thoughts and that come into my mind and, and I'll just mentally connect and, and listen. And mm. uh, what would you have me do today? And so I think that's important. The old pro um, talks about that in the book. You know, he says that, that you've got to start your day out slowly, mm. start your day out slowly and uh, just visualize what the day is going to be like and then just move into it you know, with Christ as your friend and companion. That's cool. That's cool. I love that. Well, I'm, I'm looking at you and behind you a ton of books. And so you're a, 
Uh, you've written books, but I imagine you've read a lot of books. Is there a, a book that you're reading now or that you've read recently <laughs> that, that has had an impact on you? Oh my gosh, there's so many. There's, yeah, this is, there's, there's twice as many that you see there on this side of the room. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I've, I've, uh, I've, I've collected rare golf books. So I have a lot of books that go back into the into 1890s. Whoa. And I love reading the old books. I love reading the, uh, the uh, the great books written in the twenties by some businessmen, and then also P.G. Woodhouse, who is uh, was the most prolific writer uh, in uh, in England. But he was an avid golfer. He wrote six hundred short stories, but he always wrote short stories about uh, this old pro. He was wow. an oldest member, and this is kind of where every one of these thirty one short stories about golf. He always took the oldest member was sitting on the porch in his rocking chair. And someone would come by that had an issue and he would say, now sit down, let me tell you a story. So that's where I created the old pro from not, not only my, you know, uh, mentor, the club champion, but where I really got the clear picture was from, uh, from the oldest member in the books on PG Woodhouse called the omnibus of golf. There's a lot of wonderful truths in there. And one of them I like is, uh, is, uh, is about integrity. Mm. And uh, he says, that the man who can go into the rough alone with only God watching and play the ball as it lies will serve you faithfully and well. And uh, that was uh, that was the guy that was trying to get a job with a guy, but a businessman and, and the businessman wouldn't uh, hire anybody until he played golf with him because uh. he realized that golf is the great revealer of character. You know, if you're playing with a guy and he's nudging the ball out in the fairway or in the rough uh, and you see it, are you going to hire this guy? <laughs> right. So, anyway, uh, if, if people want to have fun reading a, a series of books, get the golf omnibus. I'm, I'm not plugging it. It was written in 1920, but uh, that's cool. But there's a, a lot of great stories and there's always truths. And uh, but that's one of the old books I like. And uh, I think. As far as books now, I, I really like Henry Nowen, mm. and he was a Catholic priest uh, that wrote probably thirty or forty books. But he wrote about the the uh, the importance of just keeping life simple, mm. uh, and the relationship with Christ, and how important it is to be uh, to spread that with others through His love and through your actions in your life, so that people can can see Him through you as you follow Him. Ah, I love it. I love it. Well, but before we, we go and, and, and again, want to encourage everybody to, to check out the movie, the Mulligan, it's the yeah. Mulligan and yeah. it's coming to theaters nationwide, April 18th yeah. and 19th. If you, if they go to uh, the Mulligan and they put their uh, zip code in, mm-hmm. it will bring up all the theaters that are in their area and the times. And if one time, We've got a number of churches that are buying theaters right now, and uh, and it's not that expensive to buy a whole theater. Some businessmen are are just buying up a theater and then inviting the church to come and bring a friend. Don't bring it, you know. Just don't bring all your Christian friends. That's right. Bring somebody that you know you may be nurturing a friendship with that you'd love for them to be introduced to this movie, and it will give the real basics through the story, and then it will give you something to to talk about later. When they leave the theater, we're 
we're plugged in, uh, Bryce, with the Pocket Testament League. Oh, yeah. And uh, they're providing, uh, looking at printing up 500,000 Gospel of Johns. In the front, it will have the uh, what I call the mulligan metaphor. It will talk about how man was created for to play the course that God's given us. And and uh, so it's a it's a great way to uh, to follow up with people that go to the movie and you bring someone. Then now you have not only the impact, but the movie, but they'll have a gospel of John and that uh, you can start a conversation with them. So um, that's the beauty of having uh, partners in the movie like the Pocket Testament League. Oh, that's excellent. I, I, I love that. And uh, the Mulligan movie.com is the website. And then also you can check out Wally on his website, Wally Armstrong.com. A lot of resources uh, there. Uh, but before we go, I did want to ask you, cause, cause you're the, the one of the co-founders of the links players ministry and college golf fellowship. Uh, so I'm definitely familiar with college golf fellowship. And so just kind of curious, maybe an update on both ministries. What role do you play, uh, at this point in, in your well, life? Well, the only role I played and kind of is working with my, uh, ex tour player, Jim Hiskey back in 1980, both of those came to our mind when I was still on the tours, looking at, uh, at a motto, you know, every golfer everywhere following Jesus. So we, we like to look at people groups. So we started praying about, a, the college kids and praying about starting a, uh, a movement of golfers around the world. And the Lynx players now is in 300 country clubs. They, wow. uh, they have uh, a number of staff. Uh, college Golf has 28 staff, and they're all over the country, and they're working with college kids and the golf teams, starting Bible studies. And so both of those are very active, and they can find them. Actually, the main website that's going to continue on is, is going to be called mulliganclub.org. And we're just putting that together now, but that'll be the kind of the hub for any church or any men's group. If you want to get material, you want to get Mulligan books or you, we've got a wonderful journal we're developing. It'll be on mulliganclub.org. So that's the main site after the Mulligan movie is over. Uh, how cool is that? Uh, it, to think that you, like you mentioned that it went out of print, it's back and now guys <laughs> use it in, in amazing ways. Uh, it's, it's tremendous. So, Wally, it's been a, a privilege talking with you. What, what an encouragement, and, and thanks for writing the book. And, and, and it's awesome that it's now going to the big screen. And so wish, wish you the best and, and wish the movie the best and trust that, that God's going to use it in, in amazing ways. So thank, thank you, you for sharing. Absolutely. There's Wally Armstrong joining us here on Unpacking It, right here on the MetaShare guest line. Sharing the personal side of sports, this is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. So there he is, Wally Armstrong, and so many great things that we could discuss here as we're back in studio to unpack that interview but you know the two themes, the mulligan, the second chances, Jesus giving us the ultimate ultimate mulligan uh, is great, and, and just all the parallels to golf and life and golf and faith, uh, really really cool. So can't wait to see the movie. Uh, I've seen a little bit of it so far with a with a screener, uh, but but excited to see it on the big screen and, and hope to make it out there on one of those days that that it hits hits the, the theater. Uh, I haven't been to the movie theater in a long time. So I am ready to get back. I got to get back. Part of it, the pandemic. Part of it, having two young daughters. So uh, movie nights with uh, my wife Jody don't seem to be as common 
out of the house. So we've watched some cool movies at home, but I want to get to the theater. So, uh, so anyway, uh, but, but the, the, the two, the other, I guess the, the mulligan is the big takeaway. Second chances. Love that message. But really the message about Jesus being our friend and having a friendship, a, a, a an ongoing conversation with him is, is something that I long for, desire, and passionate about other people experiencing. And, and really it's, it's what's available to us. And as somebody who, you know, grew up in the, the Christian culture, grew up in church, it's so easy to get caught up in the performance, the rituals, the, the religious aspects that, that get kind of woven into the, the, the life of faith. But ultimately, Jesus makes it possible for us to, to know him personally, to know God, the God of the universe personally, intimately, one on one. And it does, I mean, it's like, it blows your mind that that's even a possibility, but it's the truth. It's the reality. And, and so when, when we can hear from people, you know, like Wally that, that can speak, you know, so confidently about it, that relationship that he has with Jesus, it's such an encouragement to us to continue to pursue that, long for that, uh, take the steps to, you know, be, be quiet with the Lord, alone with the Lord. And, you know, like I was asking him, you know, the, it's one thing to to pray to God. It's another thing to listen um, and to have that that ongoing dialogue. And then to also walk with Jesus. So we talk a lot about following Jesus, uh, which is we, we want to be followers of Jesus. And along with that is the walking, the walking, the journey with Jesus every day. I loved what he said, what Wally said about uh, Jesus is waiting us, waiting for us at the at the first tee. You know, to to start the day, and then he want, wants to walk the course with us as our, as our caddy um, and, and, and the guide, our, our, our friend, our companion, the ultimate mentor. Uh, man, it's just, it's a beautiful, beautiful relationship that's, that, that, that's there for us. And, and so let, let's stop putting Jesus in, in a box where, yeah, I'll talk to him for a few minutes in the morning or at night, or yeah, I'll talk to him on Sunday this is an ongoing relationship checking in throughout the day it's listening all day long and we get so busy so caught up so uh, bombarded with with the noise of life um and Jesus is speaking to us he's wa- he wants to walk right there with us uh and, and and be the the light on our path and so love love what uh, Wally uh represents and and, sh- and shared with us today on the show and, and I hope that we can all uh, take take some some elements of, of what he said and, and implement it into our own life. Uh, and and man, let's chase after Jesus. Let's walk with Jesus. Live not just for Jesus, but live with him. And and so there there is a slight difference. And I, I think we absolutely want to live for God's glory, but but we do it with him, not not in a a performance based way. It's yeah, we'll we'll honor and glorify him the most when we enjoy him and spend time with him and go to him in in every circumstance and trust him moment by moment throughout our day, uh, throughout our life. So so there you go. Uh, awesome stuff. Thank you, Wally. Uh, and thank you for listening today. I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected, and through faith, I've been saved 
by His grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day, and we will talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast presented by MetaShare. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.